everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? We're here to talk about this because we have to, because you can't just skip to the good episodes, unfortunately. Yes, there wouldn't be much. There would be, what, three season 18 episodes, maybe, if we're being generous? If we're being, if we're being incredibly generous. Maybe. Very kind. Uh, hi. Hello gentle listeners we are brought to you by supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only two dollars a month you can gain access to all of our bonus content uh everything's on there hundreds of hours of matt and i gabbing um we talked about south park sadly matt you like south park don't you you watch it at least i I, I watch it because I find it interesting. I don't. I don't know if I would say I like it, but I find it interesting. <laughs> so you, but Robbie you. also swore we would never watch South Park, and yet we watched South Park. We watched one episode of South Park. Okay, we didn't, I, I would never watch an entire season or any more than that. But we watched. We watched Simpsons. Already did it for our bonus episode, uh, which by the time you hear this will be up on our Patreon for you to go. So beginning of the beginning of the month is the best time to subscribe. Uh, this week's episode is the Boys of Bummer. Episode JABF11, originally aired April 29th, 2007, written by Michael Price, directed by Rob Oliver, received a 4.5 rating with 7.6 million viewers. The couch guy is the couch is replaced by four wooden chairs. Um, they play musical chairs and Homer loses, which is not a good, that's not a good, not a good couch guy, guys. It's very basic. It's something I would expect from season two. Yeah, I would even say season one, Matt. This is, yeah, this is very. This is nothing. It's very family board game night esque. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, all right. Uh, I mean, there's not much. To, there's not much good in this episode. Um, maybe nothing good in it, even. <laughs> uh huh. You're on the right track there. I think there was a moment where I smiled. I think Matt. Like I think when we talk about it, when we get to that part of the episode, I think I'll remember be able to remember it. There is a moment That's where I because I don't know. I think I smiled one time, like a little bit of a hmm kind of thing. But otherwise, this episode is brutal. Um, it's little league baseball, Matt's favorite sport, the most fun sport to watch on football ever. Even better in person, really. I mean, baseball is a game. It's a. I think I've said this before. It's a game you nap to. <laughs> it really is. It's like you put it on a Saturday afternoon, you get yourself like uh something you get you warm up something real like a uh, like a like a uh, pizza bites, whatever the hell. <laughs> Wait, can I think of the I mean the pizza bites is no, fine, whatever. Pizza bagels, whatever. Like pizza rolls. Know, pizza rolls, whatever. You know, something garbage. You have some garbage, you eat it, you get sleepy and you fall asleep in the third inning, you wake up it's the 8th. The score is slightly different, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you watch the end of the game, and you're like, okay, I watched a baseball game. And you you kind of did. You kind of didn't. But it, it's both are true at the same time. That's the beauty of baseball. You saw the most exciting parts. Yeah. Um, and then and there's always highlights if you missed anything. So Bart is playing uh, for the Isotots, which is probably the cleverest thing in this entire episode. The little league, their little league, ba- the little league baseball ga- uh, baseball team is called the Isotots. Um, the family's there. Homer's absolutely more interested in snacks than really watching Bart at all. Um, we see the end of this game, uh, which Bart wins the game by uh, catching a pop fly from getting it instead. Milhouse gets it, and Milhouse is in right field, and 
Bart is a shortstop, we learn. So Bart ran a hell of a distance to get that out. It was a very lazy pop fly. I guess so. Um, but everyone celebrates Bart and everyone celebrates this team. We get uh, the whole town like overjoyed that their little league team is doing so well. Uh, so they're doing so well that they allow the team to abuse them. Bart moons the crowd. They egg the crowd. Burns is happy to receive an egg on his face. Mm-hmm. What is this? Where, where I don't. Where are we going, Matt? What is? What's the? What's the? What? What's the through line here? Why are we watching this happen? Well, honestly, this is surprisingly uh, one episode where there is entirely a through line from beginning to end. It's that uh, the whole town is super happy about a children's sporting event, uh, and then things go poorly for the team, and they turn out to ostracize the offending child because we are a nation so obsessed with sports even when children are playing uh that we will ruin people's lives over them but then it turns out the person who screwed up and was ostracized is also a jerk so i matt we're gonna you're right here i'll say this first you're right there's an a plot and a b plot in this both have a beginning middle end do any of them either of them really make sense no, no, and not really matter. No. no, did ever them have an, a, a theme or or moral to their story? No, is there any character arc to any of and either of them? No, no, there, no, no one learns anything. No one changes. Um, things happen and the episode ends. It's like a monkey's paw curls, Matt. I just like I was like I want a Simpsons episode that just goes <laughs> A, B, and C, and then it goes, and then we get this where. It's brutal the entire time. Bart, poor Bart. That's what I have to say about this episode. Poor, poor Bart. Uh, I feel yes. so com. Please, Bart. Please, why do? Why? What did you do to my boy? <laughs> why did you do this to my boy? So, Marge wants to close and goes to a clothing. We. This is the introduction to the B plot, where she annoys a salesperson by talking about how Bart is a great little league baseball player. Um, I, oh, here, this is a, this is a, I, I think, th- I think I smiled, t- here, I'll say this, I think I smiled twice, man, I think I just remembered this, because in this okay. moment, Homer is trying to find a, the husband seat, uh, he's, he, he's trying to find a husband seat, which I will, I, I, I don't know if I would, I, w- I might hesitate to call it a husband seat, you know, officially, but it is the seat for the partner who does not want to stand around and hold shopping bags well the part i can't figure out is if you don't want to be there why would you be there you're an adult you can leave well hey okay matt here here's the situation you're for you for example says your wife says hey do you want to go to the mall and let's say this mall. i say no what if the okay what if this mall has a really nice comic book store and a really good board game store both it has both those Maybe. things separate from each other it has a really nice board game store it has a really has a cinnabon stand and you love cinnabons and it's your birthday and you want a cinnabon on your birthday and okay, you're like now you're talking my language okay see all those things and so you go oh well i do want to go and i do like spending time you know accompanying my partner places in the world in public uh so i'm gonna go and then your your partner goes, oh look at this! Th- they have this a new store open, and it's the pl- it's a chain that I've been wanting to go to, and they have clothes that I like, and I want to go look at those clothes. Will you come and help carry some clothes with me? And you go, yes, be- of course I will, because I'm a I'm a good husband, I'm a good partner. But then, or you say, why would you need someone to carry the clothes for you? That doesn't seem like a th- real thing that people need. 
Have you never been to a Forever 21, Matt? Uh, a couple of times, but then I wandered off and did something else because those clothes are made See, basically paper. I I know that's why you have to carry so met so met so much of them is because you have to. Women require sixteen pieces of clothing to wear one outfit because all their clothes are made out of uh, tissue paper, um, and are very see through. I'm just saying. There's a situation, uh, and also hear me. This is very simple. I am a uh, uh, decrepit. I am. Uh, I am a decrepit person. Uh, I am. Uh, I am aged beyond my years. My body is uh, a rotting temple, and I need to sit down, like a good sit, as uh, as Burns and Homer once t- discussed. A good, nothing better than a good sit. Sometimes I just want to sit down because my feet hurt and it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't want to be around my wife or I don't want to carry things. Sometimes I just, I've, we've been walking for a couple hours and maybe I don't mind being at the mall and shopping, but I, my feet hurt. I need to sit down regardless of circumstance. Um, so I enjoyed this little bit here where Homer searches for a seat and gets turned away by both uh, uh, Hibbert and then William. Um, but then he finds the mattress area. Or the bed area of this store, I guess. This must be a department store. Um, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. And Costington. That's Mr. Costington. Oh, is that Mr. Costington? He's not allowed, he's not allowed on the third floor anymore because of his shoe sniffing problem. Oh, God. You remember that. Uh, I do. I, I, you wonder why you always win a trivia, Matt. So, so Homer sits on the bed, realizes, oh, I should lay down on the bed. And then it's a slippery slope to being asleep under the covers without his pants on. And he wakes up being woken up by, I guess, as Matt has revealed, is Mr. Costington. Hey, you! It's Poe! How many? Are you sleeping in the middle of my department store? Well, who wouldn't with an incredible mattress like this? It works with my body's natural curves and supports my back boobs. That's the best endorsement I've heard since Mickey Mantle for Maypole. I'll take five mattresses. I don't work here. You do now, son. That hurt me. You're hired. I know. I did did that for for that explicit purpose, Matt. I just wanted wanted to cause you pain. So Homer's a mattress salesman now? Yep. Why? That's the way this works. (laughs) Why? Because they thought that we can make Homer into a mattress salesman to make jokes about mattress sales. I know, but... I I went on this rant not one or two episodes ago. I forget at this point. I've lost all time time and scale of space and and, and sense of life. So, but can he have a reason? Why does he agree? Robbie, we've been over this. If something stupid happens, you and you ask the question like that. What's the answer? I, I don't want Matt. No, I don't. Actually, there are two answers it could be. It's because the plot requires it, or two, they want to make jokes about this, and Homer has to be involved. I don't like those answers, Matt. I don't like this. Okay? And effectively, Mattress Salesman has nothing to do with what this plot turns into, by the way. This this stops being about a Mattress Salesman in three minutes from now. We're cut away from this. Back to the A-plot again. Now the kids are in the championship game. Uh, ninth inning. Kid, uh, the 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 Isotots are winning by three runs, uh, but they only need one more out and they win. Uh, there is the bases are loaded, and I will play a clip and then I will explain everything wrong with this, um, in which Bart pulls a Bill Buckner. Simpson drops the ball. 
and he kicks it, and he kicks it again, and again. Oh, it's horrible, but you can't take your eyes away. It's like watching a monkey swallow a hand grenade. The Isotots lose the pennant. The Isotots lose the pennant. Okay, Matt. It's okay, Robbie. Let it out. Let it out. This is a setup to something that could be interesting. Oh, okay. It could be. Where you have, but they do it all wrong. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's like the idea behind this is very, very, uh, could be very interesting and very compelling and certainly a story you could tell with Bart. Um, but they do it all wrong. And I can't, I don't think it's that a hard, it's not very difficult to see. It's just, you have Bart on a baseball team and his and his team will win except he drops an easy pop fly and then does just the most ridiculous cartoonish sequence of kicking the ball around and the entire team scores while he's doing it and they lose the game. Why would you do it this way? I mean, because they wanted it to be comical how bad Bart was uh, rather than just, oh, he made one slight error. No, it has to be a series of errors uh, because that's funnier. I mean, I think that's the answer, Matt. Like, I think the answer is, oh, that's funnier if Bart does a bunch of dumb stuff all in a row instead of just dropping a pop fly, which anyone could do, which professional baseball players have done. People get paid millions of dollars to do it, have done it before. And he's a kid, and no one expects him to be perfect. And you could tell a very compelling story about Bart, who is on the verge of winning the game on an easy pop fly, commits an error, and the team ends up losing. You could have made it a tie game. You could, like, there's so, like, why make it so cartoonish? Why make it so absurd? It immediately, here, we are in the first act. We're not even six minutes of this episode. I'll say that as well as, like, they get to the meat of this real quick, even though the meat's all sour and rancid. Uh, they get to it real fast, and you could easily you if you want to us to be invested, if you want the audience to be invested in this this plot, you have to make the inciting incident of it inciting incident to it semi realistic. It doesn't have to be we don't have to be watching a baseball documentary, but it has to be something that is a simple and easy mistake that Bart makes. And one that is also kind of embarrassing. And that's all it has to be. But instead of just making it something and something that could happen to anyone, because that is an important part. You want to make it something that can draw people in and make people empathize with Bart. And if Bart reached his hand up to catch a pop fly, it bounced out of his glove. And in the process, they lose the game because it was a close game. Everyone, not everyone has played baseball. Not everyone has even played sports, but everyone has made a small little mistake in their lives that had big consequences because they overlooked something or they didn't pay attention or simply because they got clumsy for a second. Like there's that is so easy to empathize with, but Bart doesn't do that. Bart drops the ball and then boots it around for 10 seconds and and then gets stuck in his shirt. And it's really like it's lame humor it's it's a lame it's not like funny it's looney tunes-esque it's at best no, matt we say that a lot as shorthand but looney tunes is funny um looney tunes when they do slapstick style humor it is funny because it's you know, the, the the animation is great the character work is great 
they are coherent and consistent with the slapstick they do. The Simpsons, especially in season 18, is not. This is just bad slapstick. And it immediately disconnects you from being invested in Bart's problems, which is important because he carries the A-plot. And it doesn't end up mattering that much because the A-plot is so brutal. It is just being mean. It's just being mean to Bart for 20 minutes. That's all this A-plot is for no reason, really. And then it ends. So, and it kind of demeans him and every, I don't know what it's doing, honestly. But this is the beginning of that, where when they opt, you can, and this, it begins that the downward spiral, where they opt not to make it a realistic uh, problem that you can invest in, that you can sympathize with. Instead, they make it very absurd and cartoonish. And, and it, I think it's emblematic of the problems of this episode. Um, the town now hates Bart because he lost the isotots of the game. And we go to commercial in five minutes and 57 seconds. And when we come back, we're actually still in that moment. Uh, the whole stadium is just livid at Bart, starts throwing things at him. Bart has to run out of the stadium where he is picked up by Chief Wiggum and then driven back into the stadium so people could yell at him some more. So this feels like filler. The episode wasn't long enough. So like, how can we make this worse for Bart? Oh, we're just going to have people boo at him and throw things and and just do awful things for more time because we have nothing else to fill this with. There's no actual content. (sighs) The next morning, uh, the family tries to help, but Bart knows how bad it is. Bart's coming down. Hide the sports section. Go! Good morning, sweetie. There's nothing you can say. After that game, my life is over. Was there even a baseball game yesterday? I don't remember. Marge, we were just talking about it a few seconds ago. Don't you have to get to your job as a mattress salesman? Oh, yeah. Let's see where that goes. Yes, Homer, let's see how that goes. Okay. We're going to push through this, Robbie. So Homer goes on to be a mattress salesman. Turns out he's pretty good at it. Um, Why? Why is he a good mattress salesman? Robbie, we've been over this, okay? Because the plot requires it. Thank you. Yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Apu comes in wanting relief from his horrible, nagging wife and his awful eight screaming children who will never grow up. And Homer finds him a great bed. Uh, the Lovejoys come in, and oh, it turns out that they're having uh, some sex problems that apparently all revolve around the mattress. This is where the B plot is going to lead for this episode. Uh, their entire sex life is on the skids because the mattress is bad. So Homer uh, sells them a mattress. Says, "Here you go. This is the deluxe sex-based mattress, Matt. and this will solve all of your problems." Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt. Yes, Robbie. Now. I would, if the show was clever, it isn't. Be very clear, it is not clever. Mm-hmm. If this this episode was clever, we would it would be revealed that at, that's just what they're telling the mattress salesman. That's what they're telling Homer. Oh, we need just need a new mattress. That's the problem. But then it would be revealed that it's actually something else. They're using the well, mattress because the, the, they're using but... a mattress as an excuse. But it's actually a deeper seated issue, and maybe the B plot would eventually turn into Homer solving that deeper seated issue. I mean, you could even even if you were extremely lazy about this, you could have the Lovejoys. Uh, it turns out, oh, they really like 
having sex in public. Like the episode when Homer and Marge had that same problem. And Homer's like, I got you. I've been through this. And Homer helps them get through that. But no, it's the mattress. And it's going to be have the dumbest solution ever. So we're going to get to that, though. Don't you worry. Back to the A plot. Uh, they're even making parody songs about how much Bart sucks. Um, because, jeez. Oh, because let's drive home the point that people care more about sports than the feelings of children, but whatever. So Lisa takes Bart to see a professional screw-up, someone who had made a much worse error than Bart did. Bart, meet Joe LaBoot. 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 Sounds familiar. Well, you probably remember me from the 1943 World Series. With the score tied in Game 7, Tommy Heinrich of the Yankees hit a ball in my direction. Juggling Joe LaBoot, they called me. When I finally picked up the ball, I threw it into the stands, hitting Eleanor Roosevelt, who up till then had been a great beauty. We lost the game and the series, but I bounced back. Got my own car dealership. I have 17 grandchildren and a big home in Idaho. It's a great life. Yeah, in Idaho. And at these card shows, the fans let me know that I've put my gaff behind me. You stink, LaPoot! No, I don't. Google my stats. Take it from me, kid. You'll be just fine. Feel better now, Bart? Bart? Are you Bart Simpson? The kid who dropped that easy fly ball? You stink like a Dutchman's throw-up. Talking to you was the biggest error of my life. <laughs> boo. Boo indeed. So, yes, uh, this does not help Bart, obviously, because why would it? This is incredibly stupid. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a thin analog to Bill Buckner. Uh, do you know who Bill? Do you know Bill Buckner? I believe it was the it was the Red Sox in the '88 series. It's not '88, but yeah, he was a he was a Red Sox. '87, something. I think was, I there. believe it was. I think it was '86. Um, I think it was against the Mets. Could be wrong. Um, Bill Buckner made, made an error, lost the game. Um, and that's basically, even despite the fact that he was a solid baseball player for many years, that everyone remembers him for that error, you know. And this this is exactly the wrong, like, I, I don't, this feels just like them mad-libbing their way through this episode, Matt, because this is the, why would Lisa take him to... This this man, why would she take him to this one professional baseball player? It doesn't even make sense. This episode has a very clear, a very clear skeleton to me, a very clear plot structure of like, oh, we want to write an episode where Bart makes a mistake and it kind of overwhelms him. Which is fair, and I, I I will disagree with you. I think it makes sense uh, if Lisa had no idea how this was going to go to take him to this guy to say, look, this guy made a horrible error on an even grander scale than you did, and his life is fine. And that's what would have happened had this guy not been the biggest ever. Everyone's a jerk to Bart, by everyone. The entire episode, everyone. basically, until the very end, for and they change their mind on a whim. Like it, it's all, it's all very obvious that they just needed to wrap up the episode by the end of this thing, but. You could write a very good episode about Bart making a mistake like this and then realizing it's not a big deal. He's going to have to get over it. He's going to make more mistakes in his life. Everyone's going to make you're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. And sometimes there will be consequences and sometimes people will be mad at you sometimes for no reason at all. And you have to learn to get over it. And I like you have to learn how to get past it. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to live. 
Instead, this one just goes absolute bananas. Like, I don't know why on earth would you take it this direction? Like, I you I I ask you, Mr. Simpsons writer, but I don't want to know. I don't like what it like. What's the I don't literally? I think it's like, oh well, we don't know what else to do. Let's just go this way. It feels like they went the most cynical, bitter route possible. Like, I don't understand it. Why? Well, Robbie, you you hit the nail on the head. The Simpsons writers are cynical, bitter people. <laughs> I, that's at the least only... in this era, it seems like. I it... mean, look look at the episodes we have. Like the one nice thing about watching newer Simpsons episodes is you get to see a lot of the contrast. Like a lot of the episodes from the current season we're in, season thirty three, have had at their core a heart that Simpsons has been lacking for a very long time, uh, especially during the Scully and late teen years. Uh, they it's, it's like they forgot that it's like that being. Uh, any type of sweetness or you know endearingness is not allowed. You can't be cool if you have that. And thankfully that we're getting past that again. But in this episode, it is right there. It's like you can't have any real resolve to this. Yeah, and it's thoroughly unpleasant. Thoroughly unpleasant to watch. And nonsensical. Like I can't. The complaints are not mm-hmm. endless. So after this, we get back to the B plot. Yay. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, for some reason, the Lovejoys bring the mattress that Homer sold them back to him, back to his house, and to, demand their money back. They bought it from a department store. They return the mattress to Homer. Mm-hmm. This is the least stupid thing about the episode is the sad part. No. Moving on. It's not the least, Matt, so, but it is. I can't. It's just so stupid. I think it's the least stupid thing about the episode. I mean, I think so, the, least, the least stupid thing is uh, when Homer... Uh, talks about hot dogs at the very beginning okay fair uh but yes they, they return it to homer and homer goes upstairs to get his wallet to give them their money back or a check or something and they follow him upstairs and end up trying to have sex in homer's bed because his mattress is just the most magical thing ever so uh, they agree to a swap homer will take their brand new mattress in return for his old mattress uh, because obviously the mattress can't solve the problem that'd be silly that would be great if that was the actual plot and that, hey, we're going to make it so that this is the actual plot. Oh, oh this also doesn't solve the, the problem. But sure, whatever. Uh, but later that night, Homer and Marge are trying to get busy on the new mattress and they can't. Why? Who the hell knows? I don't know. Was this something that, oh, new mattresses, you know, memory foam mattresses, they're not as good for sex as the old box spring ones. I don't know. I The, the show doesn't care. The show doesn't care. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's the most stupid. Maybe, maybe if they just had some, if you have like somebody has terrible back problems, maybe then. But that's not. Rev Lovejoy doesn't have terrible back problems. Like what? Like, like it's so absurd. There, there's no. It is. It's. It, it is. There is no twist. It's just literally the mattress. <laughs> what? It's a magical mattress, and I we will see that. So. I guess so. Mm-hmm. So then we go flip-flop right back to the A-plot. No. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, you want it bad. We're back to even worse. Someone has been writing, I hate Bart Simpson all over town with spray paints. Uh, all over all the houses, all the cars. And eventually they catch up to who it is. Obviously Bart. Uh, Bart has had a psychotic break and has said, oh, I, I hate myself too. I'm just like all of you. And at this point, this is one of the worst jokes in the episode. Uh, Chief Wiggum, the cop, yells jump. That's not part of the worst part. That's just realistic. Um, <laughs> so Bart lets go, and Laboot goes to catch him and fails, and Bart falls to the ground and gets horribly hurt. Isn't that funny? 
a cop yells to someone, hey, jump off a high building. The person does it, and then the person, uh, another character who is bad at catching things doesn't catch them, and the person is horribly hurt. Man, that is hilarious. I love going to commercials when that funny happens. Matt, you might want to lay on your sarcasm a little bit heavier. I don't think people are going to get it. I want them to get it. I want them to hate my sarcasm. Uh, I, this is it's this is one of those sequences where you're like, you want to. I just want to talk to like the writers. I want to talk to Algene. I just want to like, I want to sit down and like, you. I just what, what? I just I like. It's what are you doing? What is this? This is your you make Bart have a psychotic like it's and also it's zero to one hundred. I I'll add that it's on top of like just how tr- troubling and problematic and generally just unpleasant it is to watch. It goes from no nothing to to a thousand percent. Like Bart is just suddenly crazy. He's sp- sp- spray painting. I everyone I hate Bart Simpson on everything in the town from nothing where he's just like oh the last time we saw him uh a baseball an old retired baseball player was booing him we don't get a scene with him talking to lisa we don't get a scene with him talking to to homer or marge we just cut directly to him crazy and that is in itself like there's like ten thousand things wrong with this but i cannot i i like there's a reason why homer's odyssey was so low on our list for so long. It's because suicide attempts, guys, are not funny. Under zero circumstances. Are they even interesting, really? Like, they're only, I understand. They're if, funny if it's Groundhog Day. That, like, that's like when, when, yes. when a character is, or Deadpool, or something like when a character is obviously invincible, then you can add humor to it because there's no consequences. And then it's still, it's very dark comedy. But as long as you have adjusted the tone of your your show or movie, it can work. This is The Simpsons. This is a child, by the way. This is Bart. We're watching a child commit suicide or attempt suicide. Why? Why? This is a thing that should never happen on the show. It's not complicated. This is right up there with, you know, uh, you know, uh, Marge uh, assaulting Homer or Homer framing Marge for DUI. This is a thing that is it. This is like, and it's not like it's hard to avoid. It's easy to avoid. You don't include it in your show. What's wrong with you? You madmen. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, and why And why does the town care so much about baseball, Matt? That's not even established. Like, why do they care that much about Little League Baseball? Again, I'm pretty sure it's just because they're like, oh, uh, this is supposed to be a commentary on how much Americans like sports, even when it's completely nonsensical, like Little League but it's lazy and it doesn't work. I, you, yes. I mean, like, that's not what the episode's about, though. The episode's not about, like, it, it does, it addresses that in zero ways. Like, it just has Marge yell at them, and then they go, oh, okay. But, like, that's not, there's nothing else in this episode about that. They just exist as a mob. And frankly, this is, this counters all the evidence I've ever, I've watched Little League Baseball on television many times. When I was younger, especially, and largely, if you get that far as a team and then you lose, regardless of the circumstances, generally people are actually very happy and they're very not, they're very kind because like, oh, they made it that far. Look how how good they did. Like I I think again, this is so cynical and so bitter. And like, there is a way to have an episode about 
how people are overzealous. Bart Starr does that, honestly, way better than this does, uh, overzealous about sports. But it, it there's no there's no reasons for any of this. I'm we are trying to like assemble this to make sense. None of these scenes connect to each other. They just happen in succession. Because now Bart, we come back from commercial at 14 minutes and 16 seconds. Bart is in the hospital, um, recovering slowly, I guess, from falling off of a water tower. Everyone is outside chanting, Bart sucks, because that is what, like, this is, and this is the point, Matt. It's at this point where I go, I actually care less than I did. Like, it kind of peaks with Bart. Attempting, like, it, it kind of, I guess that springboards off of that, because, oh, it's Bart attempting suicide, and then we cut directly to town, all the town still outside chanting at a little boy who'd almost died, you suck, over and over and over again. This is the most bizarre thing in the episode. I just, I cannot fathom the ghouls that would use it. These are people that protest outside abortion clinics. These are the most awful people that exist well, in the entire world. Well, that's what I'm saying, Matt. Like, and we see our townspeople out there, you know, the normal Spring Springfieldians. And Mo Mo is out there of all places, of all people. Why, why would he care? Why does Mo care about baseball? And that's the thing, you're like, at this point I'm not angry at the crowd. I'm angry at the writers. The writers did this. The crowd didn't do this. The, these people, th- these characters didn't decide to, ch- to chant Bart sucks. The writers well, decided no, that they should be doing that. Yes. And I mean, I think that's where like your job as a as a creative type for a television show is to suspend my disbelief and to make believe that these characters are real and they did these things on their own, you know, to make to make me forget that someone wrote this. That's the job. Ideally, you get caught, you get people caught up in the story get caught up in the character they don't think about the writer at all uh, but on this i'm just entirely disconnected at this point i'm just like oh the and that's where and that's the level where i'm thinking at now where i'm going like oh the writers decided that they're going to have the town just still chant bart sucks at bart um we have i have a clip where bart now we have bart recovering marge yelling and uh a plan to i guess help bart He'll be all right. Right now, he just needs peace and quiet. Bart sucks! Bart sucks! Bart sucks! Bart sucks! You should all be ashamed! Passing judgment on a child for a sports boo-boo! What have you people ever done? Well, I wrote a best-selling series of mystery novels. Stephen King called it scary good fun. Besides that... Now, thanks to you, my special little guy will be haunted by this for the rest of his life. I always thought that was just a slogan to attract small businesses. But now I know it's the truth. Not that good, I know. Okay, Midge, you made us feel bad about what we've done to your boy. But what can we do about it now? It's not like we can play the game over again. Can't we? Like I just said, we can't. Are you sure? Open your freaking ears. No. I think maybe we could. And I say I have difficulty envisioning it. Uh, Let me get this straight. You want our boys to play a fake rematch against Springfield so your son can make the catch he missed and feel better about himself. Exactly. I guess I could, uh, if you pretend to be my fiancé when my mother comes to visit. Okay, if you pretend to be our chauffeur at my high school reunion. Fine. 
Fine. If you pretend to be a ghost in an old amusement park I'm trying to buy. We should stop now. Yeah. Okay. Are the Simpsons writers human? I'm not sure. This seems like the kind of thing an AI would have come up with 10 years ago, but this is like 15 years ago. So maybe they were just on the cutting edge of AI writing scripts. Because it's like, this feels like an alien came down. I've said this before. This feels like an alien came, had watched a couple, or an AI. Like you, that, that, I guess that could, that's more theory, that's more possible, achievable on Earth. But it feels just very much like no one has observed actual human behavior before I wrote this episode. Because they're just like, oh, what we'll do. You know what? Bar- Mars' idea is like, our clearly disturbed son, my clearly disturbed son, attempted suicide because uh, crazy people told him to jump off of a water tower. And now he's in the hospital. And how we're going to help him is lying to him and holding a redo of the game, which is literally the opposite of what you should do. It is literally right, because it doesn't help him. You, you should help him get over the fact that he failed. And really, most of this isn't Bart's problem uh, that we see in this episode. Most is most of the problem is the townspeople just treating Bart like crap for no reason. Yes, and I mean, there's no reality here, Matt, because there's nothing like no town in America would do this to a child. Like, I refuse. Like, yes, there's our individual parents who are absolutely insane about their kids and sports. But if you want to make it about Homer, I could buy it. But when you're telling me the entire town, why? They would forget after a day. What what investment do they have in it? Oh, their te- their team was bad. Oh boy, who cares? They would forget. Bobby, they're literally... just living up to the the town motto. Oh yes, the meanest slogan or whatever. The, the meanest city in America, which is again a terrible joke. No jokes in this, really, guys. Um, but they propose that they have a redo of the game, and everyone agrees. Everyone, everyone agrees to do this for Bart. Why? They just hated him. Marge, because, because Marge yelled, Marge yelled one time. Funny. Marge yelled one time. Oh, that was enough. So we get the B plot again, Matt. Yay. Where Homer and Marge break into the Lovejoy house to get their mattress back, but can't help themselves in the process and start having sex while they're in the Reverend, while they're in the Lovejoy's house. Is this like yep. is, this mattress is magic at this point, right? That's like what we've at this decided. point. It has to be. There's yeah. no other explanation. There's no other. Like they literally they touch the mattress and they're like, oh, we got to have sex now. Too horny. This is the horny mattress. I don't know why they've had it for, uh, you know, years well, I and years. I can't imagine they, they replaced their mattress since Bart was born. So, I mean, you know, this is a magic horny mattress. I, I mean, I think we could all use one of those. Sure. Get, give deliver one deliver one to every uh to 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 everyone in the world, and you probably have a happier world. But unfortunately, it is not true. And the Lovejoys come home, and they are upset. And they're when they find that Homer and Marge are in it and are naked, and so they do what Solomon did, and they cut it in half. But they don't cut it in half lengthwise. They cut it in half diagonally. Sure. Why the heck not? I will say this is the other time I smiled because they have uh, the 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 weird shape 
mattress on the top, the diagonally sliced mattress on top of their car. And Bard says it looks like a slice of grilled cheese sandwich. And that made me laugh. <laughs> I like that. As it should. I think that that was a that was a fun little cute little thing. Um, I think that's the end of the B-plot, though. It is. It is the entire end of the B-plot. And now we go back to the incredibly underwhelming end of the A-plot. Underwhelming. Underwhelming end of the A-plot where we cut to the... They're replaying the game. It's day. Everyone is at the baseball stadium, including the other team and all the fans. Uh, and they're only replaying, I guess, the last out because of some... They told they lied to Bart. That is very clear. They lied to Bart because they didn't use a regulation. They said they told him, I believe his words are, they didn't use a regulation brush to, to sweep off the plate. So home plate. home plate. So they get to redo it. And wh- hmm. why you, so you've lied to this child, this Clint, this medic, this mentally ill child, you've lied to him so that you can try and have him somehow make up for the, his mistake. But, what happens when he wins this game and they don't go to the playoffs? I mean, this is the championship game, so this is this, this is the final game. This isn't the championship game, Matt. Though they said this is the no, th- they this is the championship game. They won the uh, previous game when Bart but, stole the out from Millhouse. But I, then they, if this, I is know, a- I know, he said they lose the pennant, and the pennant is not the championship game, but they call it the championship game several times. Oh my God, Matt. I all I heard I don't was even understand baseball. I know you. The fact that you know baseball better than them Matt, is appalling. They should be ashamed it of is, themselves. Right? That's very. They should be ashamed. Uh, baseball's not that complicated. So they replay the game. Bart uh, tries to catch the ball and fails, and fails, and fails. Hello, redemption. It's another try. Uh, the batter hit it by accident, not by design. <sighs> Play ball. <laughs> oh. Er, uh, uh, that is also a do-over, cause, um, er, uh... There's a naked idiot on the field. Once again, why would Mo care? Why would Mo care? Why does the rest of the town care? They they hated Bart, hated his guts until like you know a day ago. Is Bart the dumbest boy alive? Like, there's just so many questions I have. Bart might be the stupidest boy alive. Very likely. I mean, if he believes any of this, I just <sighs> Bart's not an idiot. I I, I want to make oh. that clear. Like, Bart is not an idiot, especially to things like this. Bart is. He might not be good at school, but he, Bart has street smarts. Bart can smell a scam generally generally and you think he would be able to recognize when he's being lied to um but no he just goes oh i get to and again he says it it's time for redemption uh-huh why are, and i want to make this also very clear if this is all for bart's satisfaction all it is all this this whole thing is just to satisfy bart why not strike out well because no bart has to be the hero who wins the game why Robbie, you gotta stop asking that question. I know. I understand. I just I just wanna know why like what there's so many things. Like this is so complicated. They make there's so many steps involved and none of it makes any sense. And I don't care. 
So finally, finally, Bart finally catches the ball and we flash forward to the far future where Bart and Milhouse are very old and Homer and Marge, wait for it, are ghosts. And the 78th time is the charm. Now, over the left field wall, the real show's about to begin. The Glorious Sunrise, brought to you by God, the invisible giant you turn to when you're about to die. Hey, Millhouse, did I ever tell you about the catch I made when I was 10? Greatest moment of my life. It was a fake, you idiot. We did it to make you feel better. A fake? Then I did suck. I, I do suck. <laughs> no, that was a fake just now. You did make the catch. I knew it. I rule. And you drool. <laughs> Boy, my son can be a real jerk. Hey, you want to have ghost sex? I keep telling you, ghost sex is nothing. It's worse than nothing. Then why were you moaning last time? Because I'm a ghost. Oh. Ah, a ghost! Um, and that's how it ends. That's how it ends. The end of the podcast, because we can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna actually say, Matt, that this is at least just really stupid and not like just painfully awful. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's really weird and dumb and nonsensical ending here where we see them in the far future. And Marge and Homer are ghosts, but they look young. And I'm like, this is real dumb and stupid, but at least it's not Bart trying to commit suicide. That's all I got. That's fair. That's fair. That's all I have. I it's The straws I grasp. I'm just going to go ahead and ask. Do you want to play the clip? <laughs> we will write this episode at the end of the show. Yes, please ask me. Robbie, is this episode broken or just straight up stupid? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Oh, let me come on, Matt. Yeah, of course. This is not a this is not a, one of those ones I got him and all over it. Uh no. Obviously it's broken, but what is it about so that we can fix it? It's the, again, I have I have an easy episode of that is this. Really? Easy. Easy peasy episode. Um, okay. Very easy. I don't know. Wh- and like when you, when, and we t- talk about all the time, we call those Simpsons already lazy or blah, blah, blah. They didn't want to work 100 hour weeks or whatever it is. I propose that writing a simple, coherent episode that follows a very simple story versus an episode that ducks and weaves and bobs and goes all over the place is actually easier work in the long run. That's just me. So this the simple plot is you start it the same way. Bart in a little league game uh showing off. Uh they win the game because of him. He's the star of the show. He's the star of the team. Emphasize that in the beginning, just like they do in the show, this episode. Uh and they do you do it the same way where uh they're in the championship game or the pennant game. It doesn't really matter. I would make it just simplify it to championship game. I think that's what they did by the end. They're just like, oh well, we are gonna oh, We'll make it a championship game. That's fine. You have it that, and you but you make it a situation. I personally, Matt, this makes it much more easier. I would make Bart a pitcher. Makes it much that makes much way more sense. It makes it much make him a closer. It makes it much more easier to have him have this role. Be a closer. He throws fastballs. Kids can't hit him. And then 
they're 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 uh, he he walks he walks someone's on base, someone hits a home run, they lose. They're down two runs. They're they're up one run, and then someone scores two hits a two run homer off of them, and when they win the game, um, one that's much more like sexy than just dropping a, a simple pop fly. Also, it is more of a uh, it is more dramatic, um, but it's also easier to write. It's easier to you make him a pitcher. A pitcher is the most important part of a baseball team at any given day. You make why make Bart a shortstop? Just make him a pitcher, um, and you could still have them upset in him, but you don't. All of this way less over the top. You make it, yeah, Bart made a mistake and they lost the game, but it's a championship game. They got to the championship. That's really good. And you don't have the entire town yelling, Bart sucks. You have them just kind of like a little bit, they're critical of him and they're not friendly with him because of what he did. And, and you, and you, I would say like, you build on that. You throw away this mattress plot. Oh, my lord. What a worthless plot. Just get rid of it entirely. Why is it here? It doesn't do anything. Get it out of there. We can have Marge making jokes about grilled cheese sandwiches in another episode. Uh, give it more time to the A-plot if you want to make a full-fledged A-Bart a plot. And so you build that through the second act. The town doesn't like him anymore. Uh, maybe his friends don't like Maybe his teammates are kind of like... You you know or and they like you let us down you know you're the you're the star you're supposed to win the game for us things like that things that are much more realistic and much more cutting because they're realistic it would hurt more if Milhouse said you let me down Bart I thought we were going to win the game you said we would win the championship yeah it's not the adults that Bart would be sad at upsetting it's his friends like if his peers were mad at him that'd be much more upsetting and you can then have Bart get sad get depressed. And try and get over this mistake he made. I thought he thought he was so good, and maybe he got a little cocky and threw the ball that got hit for a home run. And you spin it so that it it he start he keeps making mistakes in his life, and people don't trust him to do certain things, or et cetera, et cetera. You give there's a little you know give him some examples here, and it starts getting in his head. You don't have the entire town yelling Bart sucks. You don't have all this big stuff. You have it in Bart's head. Oh, I made a mistake. Now he's very self-conscious about it. And now he thinks, oh, am I going to be this guy forever? Am I going to be the guy that gave up the winning home run? And it builds and it builds and it builds. And then then Lisa comes in. Then Lisa comes in with the, here's evidence. Here's, here's, no, here's some stuff. We don't, don't take him to Bill Buckner. Don't take him to LaBoot. Take him, whatever. You take him to somebody, or you take him to somebody who Bart respects a lot. You take him to somebody who is uh, who is famous. This is actually a perfect time for have a guest baseball a, a, a guest baseball player in. You have someone. This because is what, every player has had an event like this in their careers, and this would be a perfect time for them to go. No, it's not the end. See, here's yeah. why. In 2007, I don't know. You pick a baseball player who's very popular, um, maybe even a Hall of Famer who's retired, and you know, oh, Bart goes, oh, it's you. Hell, this is the perfect chance you bring back someone from Homer at the bat. This is a perfect opportunity. You bring in one of those guys because Bart has met them before you bring in one of them. And we all recognize him from the Simpsons. You only have to be a baseball fan to recognize them. And Bart's like, Oh, it's you. And you're like, you've never made, he's like, no, actually I've done a lot of, I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> like I've, yeah, it's a part of it. Like sports part of life. And uh, Bart realizes, Oh, it's not a big deal. And then he goes back to his friends 
and they've already forgotten about it. It's been a week. They don't care anymore. Bart is all in Bart's head that they cared that much. They didn't. They cared for a day. And then their kids, they've kind of moved on with their lives. And most people do. Most people go, eh, this wasn't a big deal. Move on. And Bart moves on. That's it. That's it. It doesn't. Why, why is all this nonsense in here? It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And you can fill it in with Bart being bad at stuff. And that can be funny. Because sometimes stuff like that is funny. Again, like, you have to build the skeleton first. And then you fill in the flesh. You, pull, you, you put in the jokes. But the jokes work much better on The Simpsons. When you have the coherent, realistic plot, then when you have the coherent, realistic plot, you drop in the silly stuff. You drop in the silly stuff. You drop in wacky stuff, stuff that doesn't even, isn't even realistic. You can do that stuff as much as you want. It's all over the golden years. There's tons, tons of jokes that make no sense in a real world. But because the coherent plot is anchoring the show, everything else works. Um, please don't end the show with Homer and Marge as ghosts. That is my humble request. I don't think that's too crazy. But unfortunately, it's... Uh, gone unheard. Monkey Paul Curls, Matt. Uh, there, that's an episode, guys. Hey, there's an episode. You, it's free. Simpsons writers, you listen to this? I, we, someone, one of them just followed me on Twitter. Uh, followed us at the show on Twitter. Like, hey, free episode. There you go. Easy peasy. Won't Easy suck. peasy. They don't, they're not. No one listens to us. Why would they? We're just mean to them. For good reason. I mean, if they're working now, we're kind of nice to them sometimes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy who followed me is the guy who wrote this episode. So I don't think he's, if he listens to this, sorry, but your episode's bad. Um, Ooh, sorry. I'm not that sorry. Uh, call space spade. That's what I believe in. So we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments in the news group is where I uh, ask our patrons to review the episode they leave their thoughts their feelings their reviews i read them on there appreciate everyone who took the time to watch this terrible terrible episode first from rachel one of the worst episodes ever written it's so mean-spirited and has such a damaging message how can anyone think that writing a show about an entire town bullying a blue boy is funny my prediction is the lowest five in the rankings and it could honestly contend for last place Ooh, rachel last place that's tough that's tough territory down there that's that's the that's the Thunderdome down there. <laughs> Two men enter, one man leave. Uh, for Benjamin, the best thing I can say is that it wastes no time getting into the plot. Unfortunately, the whole episode is a waste of time. From there, we get the town living up to their slogan and being incredibly cruel to a 10-year-old boy. Got so tiresome seeing everyone be mean to Bart. And it was not even about Bart learning to cope or anything. And with Mo, they shouldn't replay the game. Just have Bart realize a Little League baseball game means nothing. What a waste of time. Homer sells like two mattresses, and that plot gets dumber by the scene. Awful. No development, no learning, no laughs. That's a really that's a good catchphrase. We should have the that could be the, that could be. The, I was just about to say, oh my god, I love that catchphrase. <laughs> no development, no learning, no laughs. Uh, from Tim, this episode definitely qualifies as broken. While the premise that Bart had a hard time recovering from a critical error in a baseball game is not a bad one, the rest left something to be desired. What is with the writers wanting to recreate scenes in season eighteen? Wait, don't answer that. Even by the town's standards, Springfield is unusually mean to Bart, although I will cop to laughing out loud at the headline, Boy's Error Sinks Dollar. It was to be the only laugh. Sadly, the Homer B-plot was less worse than the main one, although the idea of the Lovejoys in the Simpson bed made me more than a little uncomfortable. Projected rank number 349, which still leaves a season, a full season's worth of episodes below it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. That never had a low, how, you have to put stuff really, really low for it to really be... There's just so much competition. That's why it's harder to be 
I think it's as tough to be worst now as it is to be number one. Just how bad the bottom episodes are. Yeah. Yeah. They're just as they're as bad as the top episodes are great, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, next from Charles. Let's break down this season. Bart was crippled out of jealousy and told it was his fault, forced into an abusive relationship, molested by a 15-year-old who tried to trick him into taking care of her baby, and finally driven into suicide for failing to catch a fly ball. It's official. The writers realized they tried to make him into a apartment clone, and the heartbroken kid didn't work, so they settled for Meg. Just like that, there isn't. Just like with her, there's nothing funny about a main character becoming the universe's punching bag just because the writers can't figure out what to do with him. Moreover, none of this episode even works if you aren't bothered by that aspect. It's insanely unfunny. I can't think of a single line, joke, gag that was even mildly amusing. Just had a straight face the entire time watching this, which almost never happens. Even episodes that suck with this show. The plot is so thin. The only story in the main plot is just Bart suffers. God, it really is. Uh, at least in a million dollar AB, Abe got a chance to redeem himself. And the final joke in this episode is that they renew the game, but Bart fails almost every time. His lasting psychological damage, it shows the future ending scene, which once again, isn't funny. What makes things worse is that Louise Belcher from Bob's Burgers shows that Bart's stick still works in the modern era. Said the writers went for this lazy and basically cowardly approach. From JJ. This feels like it was written by someone who hates The Simpsons. It's probably the most cruel and depressing the show's ever been. The adults of Springfield bully Bart so much it gives him a breakdown and he attempts suicide? This can't be a real episode, right? Why do the writers treat Bart so horribly now? I like Bart. I empathize with the character. I don't want to see this. This episode hurts. What really stings is that there are a few jokes which, in isolation, I like. Such as Mo having trouble envisioning it. And best of all, Marge's glasses which make her look dowdy. I wish I could take that Marge moment and put it in a good episode. Still the only second worst episode of the season. I think little big girl beats it by a hair. Ooh, that's hard to think about. Uh, from Hoffa. There were some funny spots, but it was overkill on the bullying thing. I like that Bart loves the Jay Giles band. That was funny. Big Jay Giles band fan. Somehow I missed that. <laughs> I missed one of the great laughs of the episode. So sad. Do you like the Jay Giles band, Matt? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I can't name. I can only name their their one their one hit wonder, the, the Cover Girl. Is that? I think it's them. Think of that same song. Play Cover Girl. Play. It's like a. Oh, now I'm gonna look it up so I don't look too stupid. I, I can do this. Oh, Love Stinks. That's was that was the joke, Matt. They did Love Stinks. I didn't realize they did Love Stinks. I I only know them from. Um, Centerfold, that's the name of it. Centerfold is the their, sure. their, their big pop hit. You've heard Centerfold. You've heard Love Stinks, too. Almost uh, certainly. Yeah. Love Stinks sounds more familiar, honestly. It's a, that's more of a slow ballad. Uh, from Derek. What a load of complete and utter doggy doo-doo. A few episodes ago, I complained how I hated the retconning, making all the characters the same age, making them all very well-acquainted, and making Springfield a more cozy, tight-knit community. Springfield is a cold, uncaring place, but dear God, they took it to the extreme here. Golden Age Simpsons, Springfieldians were complete airheads, apathetic for the most part, but also so fickle that they are easily swept up in mob mentality. Now, however, they're just evil, bloodthirsty psychopaths. They hound a 10-year-old boy until he attempts suicide, and even then seemingly won't be satisfied until he's dead. So what the hell is going on? What the hell am I watching? The, the, the GD subplot, though, it would be asinine and insipid enough as a B-plot in any old episode, but it's particularly egregious when shoved into this one. Bart is a town pariah and suffering a mental breakdown, but Homer and Marge are more concerned with their damn mattress. This is awful, reprehensible dreck. Now, how could you let this go out with your name on it is beyond me. I'd be ashamed. Uh, from Lauren. I feel like I want to wash my eyes and rant, but I'm not actually angry. just confluffled. This episode makes me feel dirty by how bad it was, and I just finished a spin class. None of it makes sense. 
No one, well, most people would not be that cruel to a 10-year-old boy. Bart is 10. Missing a fly ball is something the pros do, and you want me to believe the town would be that horrible to a kid? Was the writer's goal to make everyone an a-hole? Sorry, Robbie. You're, it's okay, Warren. It's fine. Because they accomplished it, except for maybe the core family. Man, at least some of these episodes have a sound idea with poor execution. This episode didn't even have that. The A-story did have one plot. They got to it immediately. So, hey, a point there. They also had a 10-year-old boy say they hate themselves and throw themselves off a water tower. So, minus 50 points for that scene alone. What terrible childhoods do these writers have if they thought that was funny? Just horrible. You jerks. The B-plot was weird. Changed from selling mattresses to a mattress perfect for sex. Why not just return the mattress and buy the same type the Simpsons have? Too logical? Ah, I gotcha. Nothing was salvageable this week, so the writers get a shock value of eight. That's good. I that, I I think that's well deserved. Eight is deserved this week. Yeah, I would go maybe to a nine myself because I oh boy. Uh, finally, Matt, our friend, our good friend is here. <laughs> this is the best thing they have ever written. <laughs> so uh, finally, uh, from Mr. Simpsons writer, I'm gonna level with you. This was not our best idea. <laughs> they had to save it for this one. Like, there are so many horrible ones, and they saved that for this one. All of you, you are great, and we love your entries, but yeah. my God, this is... Mr. Just... Simpson's writer, never reveal yourself. I want to make that... Be, be, be a... Be, be Please a... don't. No, never reveal yourself. Stay in the shadows. Uh, we can move on. Away from misery, away from suffering, to things that we enjoy, things we like. It is time for our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our Listener Question of the Week this week is what is your favorite video game? Which, uh, of course, there's a million different answers out there, and everyone has a wide variety of answers, which I really appreciate. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Hoffa, Mario Party 3. All the Mario parties are glorious. Fact. Uh, but in college, we had a whiteboard that kept a series of stats on each of our permanent players. It was a big deal. We'd routinely play 50-turn games that would last... Oh, my God. 50-turn games that would last up to four hours. Did I hurt our GPAs? Most certainly. Was it worth it? Oh, hell yeah. Hoffa, 50-turn game? Do you know how long Mario Party turns Man, take? I can't. I, I can't. Okay. <sighs> I appreciate all our listeners. I appreciate our patrons. Hoffa is one. But... Mario Party, Mario Party, just roll Mario dice. Mario Party is a fine game. It's it's just it's just a dice roll. There's no there's no. What you a, do in Mario it's Party a test is of you just go to the section where you play random mini games. That's okay. all you do. Well, that's the, the board game part is terrible, but just no. play random mini games. The mini games are fun. fifty turn. Hoffa, are you okay? Fifty turn games. Fifty turn games. <laughs> I would take a whole weekend for one at best. I mean, I'll I'll say <sighs> this. I played fifty turn games with my sister when I was a child. Uh, I didn't know better. But as an adult, if someone asked me to play 50-turn games of Mario Party, I would ask how much they're paying. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it for free. No. God, no. All right, moving on uh, from Mark. I think I'm going to go old school on this one and say Alice Kid in the Enchanted Castle. It's a game that I played many times as a child and can still enjoy today. There's just a real nice nostalgia to the game, especially in the music that's played throughout it. I'm not familiar with that one, Robbie. Are you? Alex Kid, Yeah. I played some okay, Alex Kid. Good. Alrighty. Uh, for Matt, this one was tough. For a series, it would be The Legend of Zelda. For a one-off game, I'm going with Banjo-Kazooie. The music, characters, and worlds all created an atmosphere filled with accomplishment and challenge. I'm still waiting for Banjo 3. I, I, I added in parentheses just to remind myself, but Matt, I don't know if either you... you might be, Maybe you know about this and you just don't consider it good enough, but Ukulele is basically Banjo 3 
Ukulele is developed by a lot of the same people who worked on Banjo-Kazooie. They left Rare and formed their own company. Ukulele is like, yeah, you're controlling two characters. They have different powers, a puzzle platformer, cartoony style. Very similar. I like Ukulele for what it is. Give it a shot if you don't, maybe you know about it. And you're just like, yeah, it's not the same. doesn't have Banjo in it. doesn't have Bear Bird. Fair. Where's Bear Bird? Okay, uh, from Alex. This is a tough one. I have so many. But if I absolutely had to choose one gamer series, I would say the Mario series. And more specifically, and slightly cheating, Mario All-Stars plus Mario World. You get five incredible gains on one cart, plus the updated graphics and music of the original NES trilogy. I'm sure Robbie has played that one many a times. What, Mario? Of course. I, it turns out I'm terrible at Mario games, as Robbie can attest. I, I, Mario's great. I can't like there's the I'm not like I don't I don't have a hot take on this. Mario's great. The original original Super Mario is like still an achievement in game design. It literally teaches you how to play video games. It's crazy. It's a crazy idea. Like there's so many things from that game that still persist. It's like 50 yeah. million years later and it still persists. It's great. Oh, it it really is amazing how good Mario stays up. Okay. From Casey, my favorite franchise of all time will always be Animal Crossing. I still make sure to play the latest release, New Horizons, every day. If you felt trapped inside during the pandemic, buy this and create your own adorable world without scary viruses. That's coming in the next expansion. I, uh, I, Andy. I, I, I was deep in Animal Crossing, New Horizons, in the very early months of the pandemic. But why, why are we... They, they just drop, they're dropping like great updates like now. It's been 18 months, guys. I don't got... I moved on with my life, man. Why did I get that? You couldn't put that stuff in the very beginning when I was playing? Come on, man. Okay. Come on, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, from Andy. This is tough. I'm going to cheat and go with the top three. On N64, it's GoldenEye, and back in the day on Sega, it was Toe Jam and Earl and Skitchen. Uh, many hours of my youth were spent playing all three. Toe Jam and Earl was practically impossible, so I can believe that. It's not impossible. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's not that hard. That one level with the uh, the the proto segways you drew drove was absolutely impossible. I mean, Matt, that's why cheat codes exist, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, you cheat. Yeah, right. That's why the game genie was invented. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. All right. Uh, from Tim, I'll go for something embarrassingly, ba- embarrassingly basic. Tetris has given me over 30 years of joy. Yes, I'm 51. Matt and Robbie, you aren't so old. Such a basic game. No real need to explain, but many hours trying to get the darn pieces to fit quickly. So true. Tetris is still amazing after all these years. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Lauren, I have two favorite video games, if that's okay. My first is Mario Kart, especially the old school version on the N64. My father, brothers, and I spent a lot of pl- a lot of time playing each other, so I have plenty of fond memories regarding this game. My second game is Kingdom Hearts. The original oh, no. was the first video game and RPG I ever played all the way through by myself. I also love the story as well as Disney, so playing these games is always fun for oh, me. No. Don't ruin this, Robbie. Oh, no, Lauren. You're one of them. Nope. Nope, you're nope, one Robbie, of we're, them. We're not going to comment. From Benjamin, <laughs> L.A. Noir. I've replayed it so many times and I never tire. I really need to play that game. Press X to doubt. Exactly. Uh, from Derek, the four Silent Hill games are so near and dear to me. They really are the pinnacle of gaming. Genuinely terrifying, but also beautiful and emotional. Artistically, they still look incredible two decades later and the evocative soundtracks I never tire of. Okay. Never, Wait, never I, played, never going to play. I Okay. One and two, obviously masterpieces. Three, good, but four? Are we? Are you? You're laying the claim to four, Derek. I mean, is, I, if you like it, I'm all for it. But it felt like four was. It felt like Indiana Jones four to me, playing Silent Hill four. Felt a little tact, a little unnecessary. 
No. Okay. Matt's gonna. No. Matt doesn't play scary Sorry, games because he's a big baby. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't play horror games. They're boring to me. Oh, you need to play. Right. Uh, uh, you need to play. Uh, 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 Soma, but play it without the horror. Turn off the horror mode, basically, and then it just becomes like. Oh, okay. a, it just becomes an exploration game, like this weird, like post-apocalyptic weird world and that's like the strengths of the game honestly the scary stuff is boring the fun stuff is all the weird world building and puzzles oh okay i have that game i just haven't gotten to play it just turn turn on there's an official mode that's just like uh you know turn off all the monsters you just do that it makes the game a thousand times better okay sounds good all right from at el columbia 88 uh katamari damacy is my favorite game of all time so weird cute and fun you got it, Matt. You good job. You said it. Yeah, because I'm not an idiot. I've heard so many people mispronounce that. It really bugs me. <laughs> anyway, uh, for Matt Wastecast, choosing just one is kind of impossible. Pokemon was the first game I actually owned and beat. Persona 5 was the first game my wife and I played together one day. Aww. Good choice. And Portal was the first PC game I played and learned how to play FPS games. Could spend hours with y'all talking games. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure over the years of this podcast, we have spent hours talking about games. Uh, from Matt Jessica Ruiz, one, not much of a gamer, but I love Mortal Kombat. And I don't mention the Simpsons tapped out and the Simpsons hit and run and road rage. I have never gotten to play Simpsons hit and run. I believe at one point we tried to play what was it virtual Springfield for a bonus episode and just could not get it to work. I have I have a working version now, Matt. I have, oh, really? I have, okay. Yes, I, um, also, I, I used to be ambivalent about Simpsons tapped out uh, and even enjoyed it for an amount of time. But now a friend of the show, Andrew Bloom. Uh, after we watch a bad episode, sends me characters from that bad episode that are in Tapped Out, sends me screenshots oh, no. of them, and now I hate Tapped Out. I hate that that ha- I, get, I get those screenshots because it just is just... <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, I really appreciate that. He apparently doesn't even have everything because it takes too much real money if you want to get everything. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Unless you cheat. Anyway. Cheat? Uh, How would you do that, Matt? Are you telling me that there are cheaters on the internet? There are no such thing. You no definitely such can't thing. do that. Any kind of pay to win game. No, never. I mean, there's not winning. Right. You don't win tapped out. You win tapped out by having everything. Exactly. I got everything and then I tapped out. Ah, Badoom chat. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200, the Metal Gear Solid series. It is so amazing. When it comes to graphics and plot writing, the 1998 PS1 Metal Gear Solid game was completely ahead of its time. It's the mother of all stealth games. Playing it makes you feel like you're a character in a movie accurate i won't thank you Millicent. I, I won't i, I won't uh I won't talk about how i feel about hideo kojima yeah it's probably better <laughs> all right uh from at that jd1 n64 wwf no mercy uh you guys you and robbie can talk about that i mean i here no Mercy's great i prefer wrestlemania 2000 on the n64 but it's 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 uh, you know it's personal preference they're both excellent wrestling games fair enough all right, uh, from at Catch Some J, Half-Life 2, and uh, from at Your Apocalypse, it's very on-brand, but The Simpsons Hit and Run was glorious, also Crimson Skies. Otherwise, purely in terms of hours put in, it's Minecraft. Oh, man, Crimson Skies was so good. I love that game, even though it was stupid as all get out. Uh, and we got, uh, oh, God, uh, at Mytzkowski, uh my all-time favorite is Gran Turismo 2, if I had to pick a single game, but I have not played it in years. On the other hand, I did play through Yoshi's Island, it's just absolutely perfect. Yoshi's Island. Is that Super Mario World 2 or a different game? I think, I believe Yoshi's Island is Super Mario World 2, technically. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Just making sure. I think. All right. And I think uh, from at Flipside, Final Fantasy 9 or Hollow Knight? 
nine. I don't see a lot of people liking nine. I okay. I don't. Okay. Hollow Knight is great. Uh, Final. I can't. You all you weird you weirdos who like Final Fantasy. You're all your weirdos. <laughs> I can't. You're all. Okay. You like the. You like the. Why can't I think of it? I've already. I've already lost it. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Moving on. Uh, from let's see at Tyler TMC Ghost of Tsushima quality for sure. And finally from at at is Sam there eighty one football manager twenty twenty one. I have a successful life in that game. <laughs> That's what video games are for, so we can have successful lives elsewhere. That's how you. That's you simulate. Probably, you simulate a, a real, uh, a successful life when in a life that is less than successful. It's, it's easier to have a successful life in a game. Correct. My favorite game. It's a complicated question, man. Um, because obviously you you go through different parts of your life, you have different different favorite games. So I will. I'll, I'll uh, cheat a little bit. Game I spent I've spent the most time in is Fallout Three. Over the years, I probably put eight hundred hours in that game over the playing over and over and over again. Um, it was the first really open world game that I really lashed onto, really loved. My first favorite game was Earthbound, and I still have a very special place in my heart for Earthbound because there's nothing like it um, then, and still now there's very little that does what it did even. Like, the feeling it captured to me. Maybe it's just because I played it when I was little. But currently, my number one game that I still go back and play every single year, I've played it once a year for since it came out, I think three years ago, is uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, oh, that's a good one, man. I, game. I, I love What Remains of Edith Finch. It, uh, it makes me cry every time I play it, uh, it uh, which most video games I'm not really emotionally affected by. It is... When people talk about, a lot of people throw around the words, oh, this, or when I hear people talk about video games, they say, this video game has great writing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what game are you saying that about? And then they tell me the game and I go, oh, so you've never read a book. Like, most video games writing is just, is not in service to writing. It is in service to making your character do the thing. So the writing is hamstrung to begin with. What Remains of Edith Finch is a game that I actually I would think does have good writing. Um, it is a walking simulator, first and foremost, as people have described those games. But it is also a game that uses that on purpose and uses all its tricks and vignettes. It, it makes it a video game. It is a game. It is not a toy. It is not a storytelling simulator. It is a video game because every single vignette and scene in that game has a purpose and lets you engage in gameplay in things in ways that I have never ever done in a video game before and I don't doubt I will ever do ever again in a video game after that. I've played a lot of games like that and most of them pale in comparison. Uh what remains is a Edith Finch I think is definitely a writer's game as well, which obviously because I'm a writer hits me right where I live. Um it's a very short game. You can beat it two to three hours depending how fast you play. Um, but it is very deep, and every time I play it, I notice new things. It's very beautiful, very sad. Uh, I can't recommend it enough if you haven't played it, and I think at this point it's available on every system. There is uh, uh, me and Andrew. I already mentioned Andrew. 
me and Andrew did a two plus hour podcast about it on the Serial Fanaticist, my other podcasts. Uh, if you want to hear me talk, I I just if you you get tired of me raving and ranting and how much I hate the Simpsons, you listen to that episode. I talk about how so much I love something for two hours. Matt, I think I know your answer. What's your answer? My answer is the game that through three different versions I have put in probably close to 10,000 hours, and that's the entire Civilization series, because I can't get enough of making people do things and planning out age-spanning technology uh, advancement ahead of time. It's it's just what I enjoy. It's, it, it satisfies my type A impulses. I think I just get I get I get bored by Civ after a while. I think I that's can't. That's fair. That's fair. I can't. I do appreciate the fact that it is a very like it's a very nice chill game because you don't. It's turn-based. You don't. It's that worse than it sounds. You never speed. have to like pay a lot of attention to it. You can always just stop and walk away. Yes. Um, have you played Crusader Kings? I tried. It is finicky, even for me. Quite frankly, <laughs> the, the systems in that game. I'm just like, wow. I not even I have the attention okay. span for this. There's a lot of systems in Crusader Kings. I just wondering, like that is basically Civilization, but like it's more. It's less about empire and technology, more about people dynasty yeah it's more about you know managing a dynasty over generations and watching as your grandson turns into a, syph- a syphilitic monster and so you have an assassin kill him <laughs> <laughs> or you have him marry your cousin so that you keep control of the country exactly yeah um appreciate everyone who took the time this next week's question might be matt's toughest answer yet it definitely will be. I'll because have to think a lot harder about You'll this have one. to think. Dif- I, and I, it is, what is your favorite sports moment? It could be anything. It could be heartwarming. It could just be because it's your team won. It could be anything. I don't, it, it, obviously, I'm usually pretty lenient about answers on this. Uh, post this question on social media, Twitter, at SimpsonShowPod. Email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Uh, and I also post it on our Patreon, which is, again, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Well, we can move on to our next segment. Is no time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try and stump the other. Matt has a 10,000-point lead on me so far this season. Boys of Bummer. That's the name of this week's episode. Uh, it's not 10,000. It's eight points. But still, that's a lot when we only have like six episodes to go. I need to start making up ground. Uh, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. Uh, these are all from Homer at the Bat. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be very strict with you because this is a classic episode. Uh, I know I you've know. seen many times. Uh, your easy question. Name any of the pro baseball players that joined the Power Plant softball team. Ozzy Smith. That is correct. Along with Daryl Strawberry, Mike Sosha, Jose Canseco, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, God. That's all I can remember off the top of my head. Don Mattingly. Mattingly. Steve Sachs. Oh, the Steve Sachs trio. That's right. Wade Boggs. Oh, yeah. Mattingly Sideburns. Poor Pit, guy. Pit, All right. Pit the Elder. <laughs> All right. Uh, what legendary rock group does Flanders love in The Bart of War? What legendary? What is the question again? What legendary rock group does uh, Ned Flanders love in The Bart of War? Does Ned Flanders love in The Bart of War? Um, He's even got the boots. They were bigger than Jesus. Oh, the Beatles? <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt, Sorry, didn't realize that would trip you up so much. Yeah, Matt, I, I'm like this is what I'm, my bad. My brain is just mush. I don't think I brain brain. My head doesn't work anymore. Um. Okay, Matt, your medium question. 
What are the ground rules of the softball game the plant plays against the police? Okay. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Okay, it is. Um... <sighs> okay. Uh, before you uh, run to first, you got to drink a beer. When you're rounding to first, you got to drink a beer. Uh, any man scoring has to drink a beer. And the fourth inning is the beer inning. I'll give you this. I'll give you this one hint, Matt. You're missing one. Okay. You're missing one thing. I'm missing one. Okay. Um, okay. What am I missing? Uh, oh, man. What am I missing? <laughs> um, any home runs have to drink a beer? Sorry, Matt. Dang it. Oh. The rules are can't leave first until you chug a beer. Any man scoring has to chug a beer. You have to chug a beer at the top of all odd-numbered innings. Odd-numbered innings. Oh. And the fourth inning is the beer inning. <sighs> so close. We've played, right. we played softball before. Hey, we don't have to play softball. Yeah. All right, your medium question. What are the names of the youth groups that all the male children join in the Bard of War? Um, something Braves. Something Braves. The, it's the Calvary Kids and the Preteen Braves. Wow. Okay. Okay. What is that right? What? That Wait a right. minute. How? Oh wow. I'm Matt. I'm 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 as shocked as you are. I can't. I'm. I think. You know what? I think. Uh, I think that blood oath is finally paying off. <laughs> Apparently it is. Uh, that dark magic coming back. <laughs> by the way, update to our trivia from last week. I am informed by my wife that it is Peter Fabergé. Uh, oh, not eggs. it's not Ivan. Oh, that joke nope, name. That joke name we Peter. gave him is not right. I don't believe it. I know, shocking, right? Yes. The Russian name Peter. <laughs> Peter. 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 You have to have a. They don't have a sound for a straight e in uh, Russian. Uh, your hard question, Matt. The power plant beats Fort Springfield by what score? Oh, um, I don't know, eight to three. Matt. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, but you think you forgot that Homer had Wonderbat, so right. they won thirty-three to seven. Good lord. <laughs> okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. your hard question: What do the preteen Braves do to sabotage the Calvary Kids fundraiser, and how does it backfire? Oh goodness gracious! I don't remember almost anything about that episode. I don't even know. I remember the names of those things. I remember. Homer, like, I'm trying to remember what happens in that episode. Like, I remember that Homer gets lost and they get lost. Homer and Kirk get lost or Kirk gets lost on the way. Yeah, they reroute. They re uh, I think the preteen Braves reroute traffic and Kirk gets lost on the way to the event. But it backfires because... I don't know, uh, because it instead routes them to a parade. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you're thinking of the end uh, <laughs> okay. when they get I... Kirk to park somewhere else by telling him there's free parking right down the street. Oh, okay. Uh, but then they there, there's no that doesn't backfire on them. They just show up later. Uh, okay. But no, uh, the the preteen Braves lace the chocolate that the cavalry kids are um, selling with laxatives, but it turns out. There is a group of people who really like laxative chocolates, and it's the elderly who have lots of disposable income. So that is how it backfires. Okay. 
I I don't I know that happens in a montage, and now I, you say it, I remember it. But mm-hmm. there's no, I don't. I'm I'm I got three points, Matt. Like that's like I I'm I might as well be jumping for joy. <laughs> You're two points up on me this week. I'm two. I gained ground two weeks in a row. I've gained ground, so now I'm only six points behind. I'm the comeback is real. It's 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 the safest lead in sports is not safe. Are you familiar with that meme, Matt? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you are. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt is explaining lead on me. We our number of episodes in the season are dwindling down. Uh, we'll see if I can make the comeback. I believe in me. I believe in you too, Robbie. A bolt, a bolt of lightning struck me today. I don't know if that's going to happen every week. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This episode is real bad. It is. It's not only bad, it's stupid, which is... There's no laughs in it. Also, yeah. Almost no laughs. Like, there's a couple cute moments, you know, like Marge refers to a bed as a grilled cheese sandwich. And I like Homer looking for a chair, because I often also look for chairs, because uh, chairs are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, oh boy, Matt, there is some tough competition down here at this bottom of this list. Um, okay, let's here. Let's start here. Bart Mangled Banner. Better, it's number 362 on our list. 11 from the bottom. Ugh. Is it better or worse than Bart Mangled Banner? I'm going to say Bart Mangled Banner is slightly more offensive than this. So this is just ever so slightly better. I don't recall regarding Margie. What is regarding Margie? I don't remember either. I'll tell you in a second. Because <laughs> okay. um, right above that is is Old Yeller Belly. And I think this um, is worse than that. Oh, no. Oh no! What's what's regarding regarding Margie, Margie is Margie gets amnesia and dates oh, dates people and then Homer tries to get her back and they uh, oh um that's real hmm. bad that's a real bad episode um but this does have Bart trying to commit suicide so I don't know if we should let it off that easily Matt yeah I think this is think worse that, than that but mm. this is worse here I'll make this is for sure to me this is worse than the frying game and it's worse than old Yellow mm-hmm. Belly. For sure. Yep, for sure. It's worse than those two episodes. And uh, there's a bonus for me whenever uh, I say a game, I say a game, say an episode is worse than the frying game because Andrew also, Andrew, inevitably texts me and upset that I put another episode below the frying game. Uh, but this is worse than the frying game. I would watch the frying game a hundred times in a row before I watch this episode again. Um, Absolutely. Just to, just to hear the, the screaming pillar scream and the joke about it being sexually attracted to fire that is more that is those two jokes are funnier than anything that happens in this episode um, <laughs> the farther we get from that episode the funnier that joke is yeah i mean the again those are the scully ears they at least put jokes in the episodes i'll say that like the episodes are terrible but they have jokes in them um yeah i think i think this is Worse than regarding Margie. I don't know if I agree with you that this is better than Bart Mangle Banner, though. Bart Mangle Banner is I really mean, bad. Is that, that's yeah, the, is that the, the one? Stupid Democrat jokes and the no, Dixie chicks. That doesn't all bother me. It's more about the terrorist stuff. And the, that's the one with the terrorist stuff. Like yes. with just the gibberish Middle Eastern yelling at the camera and then them. Pretty sure, yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, it's real bad. It's real bad. Um, 
God Almighty, this is a murderer's row down here. Oh, boy. Um, is that worse, or is Bart committing suicide worse? Hmm. Gonna weigh I this out. I think that is worse. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Matt. I, I would put this right b- above Mark Bart Mangled Banner. I, I think... It's still a very bad episode. It's in a. It's near the bottom of the list. But Bartman, that stuff is just so gross right now, especially like over the years. Like it's just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And I can't imagine. Like I, like as bad much as this is like obviously brutal and unpleasant. At least it doesn't hurt anyone else. Like it's not like it's just they wrote Bart so terribly and wrote this episode so terribly, put him in a bad place. But it's mm-hmm. not. I don't know. It's still terrible. It's in the bottom. What it's like four twelve from the bottom right here, which is not that's very bad. Twelfth worst episode of The Simpsons yep. so far is the boys. A bummer. They were number three sixty two on our list, right below regarding Margie, right above the Bart Bangled Banner. It is I believe one seventy our post Golden Years ranking. Um, but before we go, Matt, we have one more question to answer. One more. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! <laughs> didn't even add. Didn't even need to. I'm, <laughs> there's totally nothing. I, I'm like, I just gave it like literally five seconds of thought. I'm like, nah, there's nothing. We don't need to think about this for any more time. Um, so that's goodbye forever. <laughs> goodbye forever. The boys a bummer. What a bad, bad, what a terrible episode. Uh, we can go up to the top of the list and work our way down as we are working our way through, uh, still good to even great episodes of the Simpsons. We have number 77 now on a list is we two dozen and one greyhounds. See my vest. See my vest made from real gorilla chest. Precisely. Robbie. Precisely. It's great, of course. We, of course, we're keeping two thousand one grounds. Yeah, of course we're keeping it. It's great. It's fantastic. Is that a cat? Yes, we're still two hours from dinner time, and yet still. I mean, Matt. I don't know if you know this, but when a, when your bowl is empty, <laughs> that means <you're, laughs> their bowl has been empty since eight o'clock this morning. Th- this means you're never going to get fed again. <laughs> also, a fact. So. And to be fair, I'm going to say this as a man who does get hangry and anxious when I'm nearing hunger time and I'm, there's no food present. I get it. I get it. Fair. Fair. I get it. Like, I, I'm like, I'm 36 years old. Um, I am in no worry of not eating dinner any, any day of the week. And yet there is still a part of me that goes, where's dinner? What's happening? Why haven't I eaten yet? My stomach is growling. Oh, no. I need to get angry. Elevated, elevated uh, endorphins. Why? I don't know. Evolution, probably. Probably. Uh, our, our, so that was uh, that was our that was this episode. I hate it. It was bad. Goodbye forever. Uh, you it's bad. They should feel bad. They should feel bad. Uh, the including the probably very nice person that follows the show on Twitter who <laughs> wrote this episode technically. Uh, we uh, the, the, find this list on our website, thesimpsonshow.com. There's links to everything we uh, everything that uh, we need from us, all our social media, our RSS feed, a uh, link to our Patreon if you want to help out the show, help pay for hosting. We love everyone who does. You also get a bunch of bonus podcasts, and you can submit your reviews of these episodes as we go. 
Uh, you guys are the best in the whole world. Our next episode, Matt, next week is Crook and Ladder. I'm wondering if this is like a fireman episode. I honestly don't know. Homer becomes a volunteer fireman. Yes, that is the. Oh, dear. This is going to go poorly. That is literally the plot. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's next time. Uh, follow, watch along the show if you'd like. If you really, really hate yourself at this point. Um, yeah. That'll do it for us. Uh, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my, my website is also RobbieDorman.com. Both my names. My, on my website, you can find links to every everything I do online. All my podcasts. All my books. My newest book, What Dwells Beneath the Waves, is out now. It is Carl Hyacin meets H.P. Lovecraft, trying to stop a Florida man, eldritch cultist, from awakening something beneath the sea. It's a great book. You should go buy it. Read it for free with Kindle. You should absolutely go buy it. It's great. Read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Also, I've started a writing YouTube channel. Uh, new videos go up every single Wednesday at noon. I've, I'll put a link in the show notes, or you can go on YouTube and search my name. You'll find it there. Um, follow, subscribe. Those well, subscribe. I I need more subscribers. I would really appreciate it if you go check it out, especially if you are a budding or beginning or even experienced writer. I'm going to try and fill it with videos that are useful, practical uh, writing advice that I myself use all the time. Appreciate it if you check it out. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens, adorable kittens, which you can see at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. Uh, we are without kittens at the moment, and it makes my heart sad. But hopefully next week we'll get some more kittens, and you can see them and their journey to being the most adorable things ever, uh, which all kittens go through. Uh, there. It's a good It's a good follow. There's kittens on there. You should follow it, guys. You should do that. Check out the adorableness. Adorableness. It's, it's, it's palpable. Palpable adorableness. Mm-hmm. It will it will make your day better. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, Bajas. Shh.